Welcome to the Artist Mentorship Podcast, powered by Marketing with Wisdom. We're here to help Christian artists and songwriters connect, cultivate, and collaborate. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tyler. Let's get started. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We back, we back. Heidi ho, y'all. Woo! Welcome back to another episode of the Artist Mentorship Podcast. By Marketing with I already got that in the intro, but yes. There. Well, I like to squeeze it in as much as possible oh, okay. because we say it so much. I think it just makes me laugh. No, I get it. I like it. <laughs> so, how have you been, Miss Kennedy? How's I'm, life? Life has been good. We are um, in Tennessee. It's literally such a hot summer. Yes. I think everyone is very ready for fall. I saw something earlier this week. Someone posted a status like, picture this. 56 degrees outside, October, hot coffee, fall candles, and I was ready. I wish I could jump into the status. Did you write that post? I didn't. I just commented on it, all caps, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I don't know if I'm that good, but I am good. Yeah, things are good. So, Tyler, you've been running Three miles a day for quite a while. I have been, yes. How is that going? He runs outside, you guys. He... And for a little while, I ran in a hoodie. hoodie. And compression pants. Yes. And it was about as miserable as it sounds. Um, but in my brain, I was training for the apocalypse, which I'm sure is still on the way. <laughs> and when things get tough, I want to be part of the crew that's ready for it. Yeah. You know? And so, That's good goal. and so when the zombies start knocking and all that kind of stuff, I want to be prepared and I don't want to be one of the people that die first. Yes. I want to be somebody that has some endurance and can run up hills and stuff. Yeah. And so that is why I run with a hoodie. But now I feel like I passed that phase, mm-hmm. new phases, so now I just run without the hoodie. Yeah. I was, I was afraid I would find him in a ditch. Because he would pass out from, yes. it's literally like 100 degrees here and he was wearing a hoodie. I wasn't scared. With the hood up. With the hood up. Yeah, Rocky Just style. to torture himself. I have a running benchmark today. So you guys who have been following the podcast, and I'm sure are really done hearing about it, um, <laughs> know that Tyler and I are doing the summer of health. And so I have a benchmark today at Orange Theory to see how far I can run in 12 minutes. So I'll update you guys on the next podcast with how far I went. I'm aiming for 1.2. I think 1.5. I think she can do 1.5. She's a very steady runner. Hoping for the best. Yes. Well, so today, speaking of benchmarks and ways to measure your growth, we're going to talk about... And doing things that are very hard right now, but they'll pay off in the future. Progress. Yes. We're going to talk about the power of data. Yes. Exciting. Yes. Now, (laughs) data may not sound like the most exciting thing to you. Maybe you are on the side of the fence where... I am creative alone. I don't want to be administrative. I don't want to I don't want to have an email account. I'm very deep and ethereal and all of these things get in the way of my artistry. But we want to help steer you into a thought of maybe that there is a space for you to understand the power of data and that it's not as big and scary as it may seem and out of our league and out of our capacity to understand but there's a lot of things that we can glean from that can really make us more of a full circle artist yeah and i know we've we've been able this summer weirdly to draw a lot of comparisons between physical changes like fitness and health and artistry 
and we don't plan this, I promise. It literally, just as we sit here, it starts coming to me. And I think the important thing about starting to get a little bit more passionate about data, is that what we're calling it? Data, data, data. analytics, we'll go back um, and forth, I'm sure. Is that sort of like when you're making physical pro- progress, if you're not taking a picture every day, if you're not doing things like a benchmark test or timing yourself when you run like you do, we really don't get to appreciate our progress. Mm-hmm. Because over time, we're changing little by little every day and we can't see it. Um, so with something like analytics and taking advantage of it, you can appreciate even the smallest victories mm-hmm. and see how far you've come. We recently had a client whose song was a little bit slower to gain momentum um, by everything that was more on the obvious side. But when we were able to do, I think we did a 30-day follow-up, their streams had increased by 725%. So there are massive, massive wins that yeah. are just waiting for you to to find out, hey, you're doing a lot better than you thought you were. You've made a lot more progress. Um, but it's things that we can't necessarily see with the naked eye. Um, so it's a great opportunity to be able to celebrate our successes. Yes, definitely. And you may be asking yourself, what exactly is analytics? What exactly is data? And for some of us, we think it is just as simple as the streams that we have on Spotify or maybe the number of views we have on a video on Facebook or YouTube. But analytics is kind of a rabbit hole that just goes and goes and goes and goes. It could be everything from the region of somebody that is watching, the age, uh, the gender. And a lot of times it's very easy to assume that those things don't matter. It's just kind of sprinkles on top. It doesn't really hold that much weight. But if you realize and begin to learn how to read those analytics, you really get a very good grasping of where you are in your journey right now. Uh, I recently heard someone make a statement. They were giving advice to an up-and-coming entrepreneur, and they made the statement that the truth is undefeated. So as much as your imagination is very advanced and wide, and you have these great ideas and goals for your music, great ideas for future music videos, future projects, future albums, and you just know that this new song that you're releasing, that everybody's going to love it, everybody, this is going to be the one that just breaks open the top and now everyone's going to know your name. The reality is, if you're not paying attention to the analytics, your imagination can create a false truth. And we want to know the real truth because if the truth is undefeated, then we need to know what the actual truth of where we are is. So that way, if where we are is not where we want to be, then we can know that there is a real truth on the horizon. Mm -hmm. But we're never going to get there if we're not honest about where we are here. And that's where the truth of where analytics are. They can kind of be intimidating Mm -hmm. uh, because maybe we think we're at a better place than where we really are. And when you start to see analytics, you see that, oh, I thought it was all teenagers listening to my music. And it turns out it's, you know, uh, a whole lot of moms from, you know, 46 to 56. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you do not know that, then the if you run ads, your ads aren't properly, you know, yeah. in the correct dynamic. They're not in the correct language. You may use a video that's aimed at a 22-year-old when it should be for a 42-year-old or vice versa. And a lot of times, uh, that is where artists can get stuck and you're getting frustrated, but you think you're frustrated at your songs or your gift or your talents. But in the reality is you're not allowing 
the analytics to properly paint a picture for you of where you're really at to help focus where you are going. Yeah. And I think with that, so what you're talking about, you can use that either way. So if you were under the impression my music is really hitting with like the, you know, high schoolers and college students, like I am very hip, you know, <laughs> and you were under that impression. <laughs> thank you. The, the hippest people are the people who use the word hip. Yes. Um, so uh, if you're under the impression that those are your fans and then you basically find out, okay, wait, I'm appealing more to to maybe moms of moms of those age people. Yeah. I think you have two choices there. You have the choice of either, okay, these are my fans mm-hmm. and the data is telling me or the data is telling me this is my true fan. These are the people who connect best with my music most easily, the most natural connection. So I'm going to zero in on these people. These are my fans. I'm going to find out where they live. You know, I'm going to do maybe some house tours mm-hmm. in those areas. Um, I'm going to design merch that those people want. I'm going to do my post around that. And I'm going to zero in on the people who naturally like my music. Mm-hmm. And you have that opportunity to grow. The other opportunity that I think you have is to kind of reevaluate what you're doing mm-hmm. and decide either you're going to go the way of I'm going to about to just appeal to my fans. Yeah. Or I need to start from scratch because obviously I'm not connecting to the fans I feel most connected to. Mm-hmm. So there's some sort of disconnect where you need to rebuild. I know we recently did, um, sometime in quarantine, we did a branding session with an artist who is super young and just has, you know, you know, beautiful and youthful and has this uh, great sound, great voice, um, but was having uh, an issue really just breaking through. Yeah. And what we discovered in the branding session was something that we felt but couldn't really put into words after we worked on the project was that this artist felt like what we call in the branding session, uh, the magician. Mm-hmm. who's like this grand performer and, you know, pyros and costume changes and awe and wonder, but was acting as the innocent, which is the person who is more on the super wholesome, and not that the magician can't be wholesome, but more of like the person who is granting make-a-wish things, like more the person who's comforting and yeah. volunteering Um, And it just wasn't, there was a disconnect between who she felt she was and who she was portraying. So you have the option of, hey, lean into the innocent, because that's obviously part of who you are, Mm -hmm. or make sure if this magician is in you, that the world knows. So those are places where you can see those analytics and make a decision, even beyond numbers, Mm -hmm. to affect your artistry and your strategy as a person. Yeah. And the thing also with, with data and analytics is it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. What works on, let's say, if you're trying to do a social media campaign, what works for Facebook does not work for Instagram. And what works for Instagram does not work for TikTok. And it, it goes and it goes. And a lot of times, because we don't want to make ourselves feel vulnerable or we don't want to you know, look like an idiot or we don't want to look like a salesman. We kind of lean back and we just kind of you know, copy and paste one video, one thought, one song lyric, one idea towards multiple platforms. But what you'll find is the audience that is on a TikTok is not the audience that is on Facebook yeah. and so on and so forth. But if you're not looking at the analytics, uh, for example, if you go to Instagram, There's something on Instagram called Insights, 
if you go through insights, you will see the day and the time of day that you get the most interaction. You will also see if you post multiple Instagram stories, which Instagram story is getting the most views. You'll also see how many people are seeing something in your Instagram feed above another. But if you're not posting consistently, if you're not posting and trying different methods, if it's just selfies all the time, or if it's just song lyrics all the time, if you're not shaking it up with you and your content across multiple platforms and checking those analytics, you're not seeing what is catching. Yeah, you're kind of just swinging in the dark. Exactly. Just like what Kennedy was talking about. It's it's not just about making sure that you understand who you are. It's making sure that your fans or potential fans understand who you are. And if they're not getting it, then it's then it doesn't matter how well you yourself may understand it. Yeah. It, it matters what the public perceive. And you're not going to understand what the public are perceiving if you're not seeing their interactions and you see their interactions through analytics. Yeah. And I think even the people we all love and admire have pivoted their approach over and over and over again. We don't, we're not all normally privy to see that process, but they're constantly pivoting based on what people connect with. Not changing their message, not changing their style, but figuring out, hey, how and how do I post this in a way that people listen? How do mm-hmm. I post it in a way that people care? Because um, you can still post that same content, that same concept, but just learning how to post it in a way that it's effective and doesn't fall on deaf ears. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, Kennedy, I think a lot of people may assume, does it matter? Should I just be focused on a Spotify streaming number? Should I, should I care about what anybody says about Instagram. I'm a musician. I'm not an Instagram influencer. I'm not trying to be the next vlogger on YouTube. I'm just trying to make music. Does any of that matter? And I think a lot of times what uh, people don't realize that what's happening in the current state of music is you have to be a full circumference of an artist. You can no longer just be a singer that goes on the road and doesn't do anything else. Um, You have to be somebody who has ideas, who has content beyond just a song. Whether you are a songwriter or not, it has to go beyond just the musical expression. Yeah, we don't really, I I know one of your favorite things about music in like the past was that artists kind of could live in this mystery. Yeah. Like I know we've talked about this, like Prince and Michael Jackson, like some of the some of the coolest things about them were that we didn't know about mm-hmm. them. We didn't know about their personal lives. We didn't know. Um, but that's not the world that we live in anymore. Yeah. And there is an element of privacy, of course. I know I know this can be really discouraging for some people mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I just want to do the music. I don't want to <laughs> do that. Um, and you can still maintain an element of privacy. We're not, you know, there there is a way to do this in a way that works for you. Yeah. In a way that's genuine um, and still being able to be that. Because as we're going to talk about analytics and Spotify, for those of you who are wanting to break through on streaming, uh, with editorials, if you don't have a big Spotify following. What's an editorial? Oh, an editorial playlist is a spot, a playlist made by Spotify. Or a playlist made by Apple or a playlist made by Pandora. Um, They are the person curating it. Um, When you're being reviewed or considered for one of those playlists, say they liked the song and they were like, hey, you know what? This song's actually jumping out at me. Um, I don't see any followers on Spotify. Maybe they're new or maybe you don't have a big presence, haven't had a song in a while. There there have been articles that state that editorial... um, 
curators do sometimes check Instagrams. Sometimes they check the socials to see if you have a style identity, to see if your music goes beyond just music, to see if, hey, they don't have the Spotify following, but maybe they have a huge Instagram following and they're just now breaking in. Mm -hmm. And beyond just the following, because I know followings take time, you can be sure that your brand as an artist, that your style as an artist is showing up on all of those places to give you your best chance. Yeah. And I think... A lot of times, um, you know, if you you see somebody that has millions of streams on Spotify and you think, as if I can get to that level, everything will be fine, and then that will roll over to Instagram, and that no. will roll over to Facebook. The reality is that's not true. In a lot of capacities, Spotify is like its own social network. They operate totally independently. It's very weird. Yes. And just to give you a little bit of context, if you got 100,000 streams on one single on Spotify... They would pay you about $404, okay? And also to give just a little bump up from that, if you went to a million streams, they would write you a check for $4,045. Now, granted, obviously $4,000. Not shabby. Yeah, it's, it's, more than I, it's more than I'm currently getting from Spotify, so it doesn't <laughs> sound that bad. But the reality is, if you are trying to be an artist that doesn't just do artistry on the weekends, but if you're trying to be an artist for a living, then it's not enough to just live off what you get off Spotify. You have to go to other platforms to kind of make up that difference. And a lot of times it can be frustrating because your analytics and your data are telling you, again, like the example, that you thought you had a very young audience, but it turns out you have an older audience. You know, you may not be getting a lot of traction on Instagram, but your analytics are showing that you're getting a lot of traction on Facebook. Yeah. And maybe that can frustrate an artist because you would rather be popular on Instagram. You would rather be popular with a younger audience than an older audience. And you don't really know where that leaves you. But I think the good news about understanding where your analytics are now is you can now make a point to focus on the audience you currently have and in some cases double it because you're not now giving a 42-year-old content made for a 22-year-old, yeah. you're making it for a 42-year-old, and when you know who you're selling to, quote-unquote, I hate saying selling, but, but you know what I'm saying. connecting with, yeah. yeah. When you know who you're talking to, it's a lot easier to have a conversation with that person. Yeah. If I have a conversation with Kennedy, and I have a conversation with my mom, and then if I have a conversation with a grandmother, those are three different types of dialogue, different tones of voice, different jokes, all of those things happen. And it's the exact same thing. But if you do not understand your analytics, you are fighting against yourself the entire time. Yeah. And if that 42 year old is connecting with you and still listening to your music and still commenting on your post and being like a true fan of yours, when you're posting content for a 22 year old, can you imagine she would become a mega super fan yeah. if you posted content that actually applied to her, to her mm-hmm. life. Like there would be, it would be such an easy transition to maybe even you didn't double your fan base, but you, the 40 people who were obsessed with you are now literally going to be at your every show. Yes. They're going to make t-shirts. They're going to come. Exactly. And a lot of times what we'll, we'll even notice here at Marketing with Wisdom, if we'll be running Facebook ads for somebody... We will think that we understand an age and a demographic that to focus these ads on. And we'll run the ads for a week or two, and then we'll be able to go through and we'll look at the charts and the insights that are coming in from these ads. And we'll notice 
we thought a lot of older people would be into these ads and it turns out sometimes it's 17 to 22 are really peaking and then what we can do now that we see that or we'll see maybe in some cases it's 70 percent female and over 30 percent male and then you can adjust who you target in an ad to match those insights so instead of being happy that you know well i'm getting a little bit of both sides of the fence if you understand your insights you can focus in a little bit more on the targeting on the that may adjust what we write in the caption that may adjust the type of energy in the video but what happens is i know that can sound like additional work but what happens is is that you are now getting a turnover of actual helpful information yeah so much helpful, more effective yes a helpful fan somebody that will actually care somebody that will actually just like you were saying will show up in the future if you try to do a new album release or a show in the future yeah. when something is open yeah so the places that you can see these analytics i'm about to go over them uh and the reason another reason beyond ads beyond learning how to connect which are all super important um Obviously, like Tyler just said, a million streams gets you $4,000, okay? So it doesn't go that far. <laughs> it, it We definitely live in the world of streaming, and if you want to do music full-time, it normally doesn't look like just streaming. But there is There are other things that you need to do, and one of those things, which is exciting for some, discouraging for some, but either way, is touring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to be a mega superstar to have a tour. We have courses in the artist mentorship talking about how to do a, how to organize a house tour, how to how to do all of this, how to crowdfund, um, and when you're when you know your audience, mm-hmm. uh, using analytics like Spotify for artists, Apple Music for artists, uh, Pandora Amp, uh, Next Big Sound, Chartmetric, different things like that. You can actually see where your fans are, yeah. the people that you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. You can see what cities they live in. What their demographic is, you can know, hey, hey, San Francisco, if I came on this date, would you guys show up? Absolutely. Beyond that, you can learn, um, if you did a crowdfunding campaign, mm-hmm. how to target that. Yeah. What, what um, you know, bonuses and perks to to put as your items mm-hmm. because as uh, if you did something like Kickstarter, yeah. because you know who is the most likely to give. So this can build into a lot more than just your streaming. It can be funding for your next album. It can be your first house tour or your first regular tour if you're mm-hmm. ready for that. Um, it can be uh, your merch, you know, all kinds of stuff that's going to lead to um, more resources for you that can help you continue this musical journey. Yeah. And um, I think I think also something with that is a lot of times as artists, uh, in many cases, our budgets aren't very big. So we're trying to look for where we can make something work. So we'll look Maybe, you know, let's say I wanted to do a show in Texas. All right, well, I have a friend who lives in Houston, Texas. So I know that we could, I could spend the night at his house for free. And I know I could probably have the show at his house for free. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds wonderful. But if I look at my analytics, it shows that I don't really have any fans in Houston. All my fans are in Dallas. So although it looks like a better deal for me to go to Houston because it's cheaper the fact of even though I would spend money to go to Dallas, that's where people would show up and then spend money to see yeah. me. That is painting a little bit more of a picture of how those analytics paint a actual truth yeah. as opposed to the truth that we want to convince ourselves of. Yeah, and I think that all of this goes along with 
spending smarter, not larger, spending your energy, spending your ads smarter, spending your money, you know, when you're doing all these things that you can figure out what's smarter and what's smarter isn't always sleeping at your friend's house. Yeah. It can, but we can't know that until we see the full picture. Correct. Our artist highlight for the week is Veritas Worship. They are some of our newest clients here at Marketing with Wisdom, and we are such huge fans of their music and the heart behind. Their songs are both for and from real life, the sacred, the ordinary, the highs, the lows, and the in-betweens, because their whole lives are testimonies and our whole lives are worship. We love them, and we hope you enjoy their amazing song, Redeemer. like we've talked about, um, is data that provides streaming stats for us that helps us understand our performance across an entire catalog. Which song's doing the best, where it's doing the best, which fans it's appealing to, which cities. You can see this for individual songs. So the places that you can find these corresponding analytics, uh, I just mentioned them earlier, but is Spotify for Artists. And a lot of people, it surprises me all the time, don't have access to their Spotify for Artists, but have released songs. Yeah. So if you don't know how to get access to your Spotify for Artists, it's free. It's free analytics. It's free um, fan finding. It's free everything. Um, so make sure you're taking advantage of Spotify for Artists. Uh, Apple Music for Artists, the same exact thing. It's a little bit of a different process, each of these platforms, but it is a pretty quick process, and you definitely want to see your analytics. Uh, the other thing is Pandora Amp. Pandora Amp takes the longest, um, just for those of you who go check, it takes the longest to get your um, profile claimed. The biggest difference here is Pandora requires your song to be added to a station before you can claim your profile. So that normally takes a little while. Uh, so don't be dismayed. Just keep on making sure your songs are on their platform. Pandora is a hidden gem, people. Yeah. Pandora's making a comeback. A lot of people don't know that. You may be listening thinking, I didn't even know a lot of people did Pandora yes. anymore. Yes. Well, Pandora is actually the oldest and largest streaming platform. Yes. And it is a hidden gem because... Most people, especially people that are up and coming, we only really care about Spotify or Apple Music. So there is a whole a whole platform that is bigger and older and you know more seasoned than any of these that has plenty of room for you. Yeah. So tap into that resource. Um, the other helpful resource that I wanted to mention uh, that pairs with Pandora Amp is called Next Big Sound. Uh, so if once you have an Amp account, you can connect to Next Big Sound. This is free. Um, you go on there, you can see exactly where your fans are coming from, exactly how many plays are on which station. It is awesome. And on Pandora Amp, you can, along with being able to check your analytics, you can leave messages for your fans. Mm -hmm. uh, some really, really cool things. The other thing is chart metrics. Which chart metrics, there's a free version and a paid version. Um, but you can hop on there and see where you land on artist overall on Spotify. You can see your engagement rates. You can see the artists that are most um, played neck before and after your songs. Um, there is a ton of, of help there. So you want to make sure you check that out. Those are the places you can see that. I love it. And also something that's also really helpful 
that kind of spans across multiple platforms is something called a Facebook pixel. If you, yes, I know. Right? I don't know about this. Like, what? It's Facebook pixel. I'm learning you guys. I don't, I don't do anything in the ads department. Okay. Well, it's more than ads. Okay. But tell you, me, but yes, I'll tell you more. So basically a Facebook pixel is something, um, that is installed on a website and it also goes across multiple other things as well. If you create an ad, you can have that Facebook pixel installed. And uh, if you create, you know, a fan link or if you, you know, there's multiple different ways you can have a Facebook pixel. And basically what it is, is it basically helps to monitor all of the people that are coming into contact with you and collecting them in an audience. So if people are coming to your website on multiple occasions, it keeps track of it. If somebody, for some reason, if let's say you did a Facebook ad and it is a 60 second video, your Facebook pixel will keep track of if somebody watched 30 seconds or the full 60 seconds of the video, it'll see if they clicked uh, the link to learn more or if they clicked on your profile. Um, in some cases, the, fa uh, the Facebook pixel, if you sometimes people will do contests and giveaways, Sometimes the Facebook pixel will let you see if somebody clicked on the option to see the giveaway and it'll show you if they clicked to actually complete the giveaway. Yeah. All of these analytics are helpful because you're getting to see people's walk through the process with you as an artist. So they'll see if people watched three seconds of a video and then stopped. All right, well, that's good to know. Maybe you are starting a video at the wrong place. Maybe mm -hmm. you're starting with an intro instead of uh, a high point of a chorus. Or maybe, you know, somebody is really into a full 60 second. Well, that means you need to really be pushing that video because it's connecting. Yeah. Maybe somebody is joining in to see an updated um, contest giveaway that you're doing. Maybe you're giving away a guitar or something like that but they're not entering the giveaway. Well, maybe there's something that you can do on the wording or something you can do to make your your presentation a little bit more polished where they can maybe don't think it's more spammy. There could be all of these things that happen, but if you're not seeing people's walk through and you're not seeing why people do some things or they don't do something else, if you're not seeing that, then you think everything you do is awesome. Yeah. You think every decision... Or it's not working. Yes. Maybe you think the opposite. Exactly. You think everything is awesome or everything is horrible. And you are blaming yourself or your others or your budget. But the reality is if you're not getting a chance to really look and dive in, like we've said tons of times now, at the data and the analytics, you're cutting yourself off from really seeing the potential that's there. Yeah. Or knowing what to dig into. Like I know at the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about being able to track your progress when you're making physical changes or health changes, there could be something that is totally working for you. For example, when we started Whole30 at the beginning of the summer, um, we did it for eight days, I think, or seven days at first. And seven. Tyler was like, I'm fine with this, but it's not working. Like, I don't feel differently. I don't, I don't do If anything, I felt tired. Yeah, you felt really tired, which is common. Um, but you were like, it's just not. You're like, I don't think it makes that big of a difference. And you came home, I think, on day eight, mm -hmm. and were like, um, he'd gone for a run and went swimming and weighed himself, and you had lost 10 pounds in seven days. Yeah. And he was like, um, I think this is working. <laughs> so there are a lot of things where we don't have that progress. Like, if we don't, if we aren't able to track it, yeah. 
we'll have no clue we're getting better. We'll have no clue. And we won't know like, hey, this specific thing, this specific ad, this when I post at this specific time, it really works for me. And there are a lot of things where if you posted it at 10, it would flop. And if you posted it at 2.30, it would go crazy. And don't you want to know? Because it's the same exact content and it's just you working smarter, not harder. Exactly. Um, and don't and don't think that this is just something for the indie artist scene. I promise you, Taylor Swift, any yes. of the biggies, they do this. Yeah. They they don't you know, Taylor Swift is not marketing to slipknot fans. <laughs> no. Like it's just it's not happening. No, and even major influencers and bloggers, if you follow anyone that does that full time, they are constantly doing Instagram polls. Yeah. Like, I follow a girl who does all of these recreate pictures of, like, pop culture things. And she posted this week, would you rather see this person or this person? Exactly. Would you rather see it and, and this? And she even posted examples. Should I do it true to the film or should I do a modern interpretation? Example A, example B. Mm-hmm. Constantly figuring out, before I put my effort into this, before I do this, which one would you guys like the best? Um, and obviously, we're not telling you to sell out. Yeah. That's not what we're looking for. You're not doing all of this for someone else. But figuring out, hey, I'm going to do this thing. What is the best way I can do it where it resonates the most, where it has the maximum impact? Yeah. Um. So do the thing you wanted to do. But notice when the random thing you did, people adored that you didn't think would resonate at all. Yeah. And let it be okay to change your mind about it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And yeah. it's not anybody's fault that it doesn't work. But you have to be honest that it doesn't work and do what does work. And if you don't like what's working because you don't like that particular audience, that's fine, but you have to know where you're at before you can change it. Exactly. And a lot of times in the world we live in, like we were talking about, people are so involved in everyone's lives that they may not love tiny clips of your music video every day, but they love when you show them the coffee you were drinking. Exactly. And so be mindful of that because it's actually a lot less work to show them the coffee you're drinking. (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? And if they want to see that, go for it. Yes. It's all about the end goal. A lot of times we focus so much on a very specific post that we post and we forget about. And it's just another post in the -hmm. the Instagram feed. And we just, we build our lives all around this one post when in reality, it's just a post, right? You'll do another one tomorrow and another one the next week. So try. Yeah. So it's, it's. Don't, you know, don't feel, again, like what Kennedy was saying. Don't feel like a sellout. Don't feel like this, I'm I'm a failure at what I wanted to do. You just, you have to start where you are and move forward. And for a lot of you, you know, this may feel like a lot of information and you do not know where to start. I promise you, in most cases, again, like we said, there's a lot of rabbit trails, a lot of rabbit holes, and it just goes and goes. And um, Google is your friend. YouTube is your friend. And you can find ways to find these insights, these data, mm-hmm. this analytics. Um, and if you are wanting to help find a little bit of a guide through this journey, the Artist Mentorship Seriously. is here to help you. We, the, we don't exist to help the people who have it figured out. We exist to help the people trying their best to navigate it. Yeah. And we want and trying to, to figure out how to do it right the first time. Exactly. You know, and, and there's plenty of room to fail. That that's our privilege to fail. Um, but we there's plenty of room for that. But if you could fail less times, exactly. That'd be great. Exactly. <laughs> and we have just added a brand new feature uh, to something we call the mix and the master, 
members of the Artist Mentorship where you can sign up to receive weekly analytics every Monday. Okay, that'll be included in your membership. So maybe you don't know where to start or maybe you are thinking you would like to start, but maybe you need some help in the beginning stages of learning what analytics you need to be looking at, which ones are helpful, and we want to help you in that discovery. So if you wanted to go to theartistmentorship.com, if you use the promo code PODCAST, you will get 50% off your first month. Yeah. So that will give you a little bit of space to get some of these reports, look at them. If you have any questions, you can reach out and we can help walk you through this process and we'll think it'll be awesome. Yeah. And in closing for today, I just wanted to share a quote I put yesterday on my Instagram story that really got me. Uh, and I, quite a few people reached out and were like, whoa, ouch, this hurt. <laughs> and I think this kind of applies to the artist mentorship. Um, as far as a lot of times we don't know where to start, or we don't know what to do. But this quote said, the master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. Let that encourage us, the people who are doing it well, the Taylor Swifts, the, you know, the huge artists out there. Shania Twain. Shania Twain. She (laughs) is my favorite. Um, And I know we only say Taylor Swift, just the first person that comes to mind. But people with massive followings, they, I'm sure, would tell you and probably already have, they have failed more times than they could count. Yeah. But let it not be said of us that we didn't try. So let's get out there and let's try, not be afraid to fail, and just keep failing forward. I love it. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Artist Mentorship Podcast, powered by Marketing with Wisdom. For more information on our Artist Mentorship Program, please visit theartistmentorship.com.